Hi, everybody. You have found yourself at the second episode of A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar, a companion piece to the newsletter Dialoguing on Substack. This week, the newsletter was about the 10 things that I have learned in my own therapy as a therapist. So this week in the podcast, we chat a little bit about the newsletter, why John opted out of kind of diving into part of it, um, an exploration of why and how to break up with a therapist when you feel like you might need to, what is the consensus on crying in therapy, the acknowledgement of how us having had couples therapy earlier in the day impacted our discussion, and John tries to sneak in what he affectionately calls um, Lion's Corner, where he tries to talk about the Detroit Lions on this podcast. Don't worry, that will not become a uh, sub-podcast here. Um, hope you enjoy it. I'm still getting over a little bit of a cold, so I apologize about the coughing. I tried to cut out as much as I could. And as John promised me... <laughs> last time after the last one um i don't think this one really needs a content warning um it is explicit but i don't think it warrants a content warning outside of the fact that we talk about mental health concepts um and there's a full disclaimer at the end of the episode but just my abridged version is that while i am a therapist and john is an attorney we are not your therapist nor are we your attorney um, if you are a client of mine, hi, um, as you know, this isn't a session. This is a educational and informational tool, um, not a substitute for mental health treatment. Um, if you're new to Substack, um, my newsletter on Substack, you can find me there. Dialoguing is the name of the newsletter. Let's dive in. All right. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Oh, are we pretending it's Thursday? <clears throat> well, it'll be um, released on Thursday. Okay, even though I've obviously cats out of the bag, it's not Thursday. Yeah, we don't get up at 4 a.m. to record this before it's posted. Oh, um, man, really drawn back the curtain for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and despite what you might have thought about last episode... We do edit here, so need a little bit of a turnaround to manage that. I know it may not seem like there's a lot of editing, but there was... I spent an embarrassing amount of time editing that last one. Yeah, well, I was just saying more about, you know, if that was what was mm-hmm. made the cut, Yeah. what's on the editing room floor, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I will never tell. Yeah. Um, so, this is a therapist and a lawyer walk into a bar and we are your co-hosts i am caitlin yeah i'm john yeah i realized as i listened to the last episode several times that we never said your name so well and i think the reason for that is is in our i think take one of this we had a long conversation about my name yes oh we did that's right that's right and we didn't record any of it and then well we recorded it but it was um my audio was coming through your mic so i was barely yeah audible well and yeah yeah and so that just 
I think I wanted to stray from that. I didn't want to just, you know, go back to that. Mm-hmm. And so we really glossed over that. You were scared that. that if you said your name, then you would think of the whole anecdote again. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't really realize that until I got a text from somebody who said, hey, podcast sounds great. Is that you on there with Caitlin? <laughs> And then I listened to it, and I was like, there's a number of times where you refer to me as your husband. I'm like, oh my God, does he think that... Uh, I got a new one. Yeah. Yeah. Just kick him to the Also home. a lawyer. Also a lawyer, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm, just, I'm, col- I'm collecting them. You got a tape. I really, really don't, folks. I really don't. <laughs> you will be um, my first and last attorney no matter what happens from here on out. Until death do us part. I'm retiring from the marrying a lawyer situation. Mm. One and done, folks. Good call. Yeah. I think it's a it's yeah. probably a healthy decision. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got the best one, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Blushing over here. Podcast blushing. Um... So we got a lot of really nice and kind feedback about the first one, and we're just so glad that you're listening and coming along with us on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, we got a quick interruption here. Yep. Breaking the Do you want to go or me? You want to paper rock? Sure. Don't you think that winning should be you going to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. Okay, hold on. Sorry, we had a quick budger interlude, but we are back. Um, And when when I came back, you were looking at your phone, and I thought, maybe he's like looking at the article or taking down notes, like getting ready for the podcast. And I asked what you were doing. And what did you have to say for yourself? I said, yeah, of course. I'm committed and invested and want to make sure that this goes off smoothly. So I'm just scribbling down some old notes in the old notepad and ready to rock and roll. What were you actually doing? Looking up tickets to the Tool concert on Bull Arena on February 5th. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge. And... And how much of this equipment was set up when I come, came back out from bedtime tonight? How much of what equipment? The equipment we're using right now. I mean, the, the microphones were technically on the table. The okay. None of it. Which leads me to my first question for today, which was, who were you in high school when group projects happened? Ooh. Um, I, was, I was definitely the... Whoops. <clears throat> um, I was definitely the uh, concerned about not getting, getting it done. Mm. I, I mean, so I was definitely, you know, trying to drive that train forward. Mm. Um, I hear a lot of anxiety. I don't hear a lot of doing. Well, I, I would, I would take on a okay. lot, and then just, you know, kind of <clears throat> quietly. Hate, but quietly um, 
Resent. Uh, resent. That's the word. I would quietly resent the other people in the group. Hmm. You know, but a lot of times it, it wasn't really, a, you know, a huge problem. Um, most of the classes that I were in was in, like, it would seem like everybody participated, participated mm-hmm. you know. So why do you think a, that's absent from our dynamic? Hmm. <laughs> so I guess to be fair, there are, I mean, maybe because it's like like versus like, I'm like, ooh, I could kind of, she'll want to do all this. So then I can... That's a very honest answer. I can take the old back seat in this situation and, you know, it'll get done and I can look up tool tickets. I can think of many other situations in our life where this, that feels like a very appropriate answer. Yeah. Well, what is that? I I remember during the pandemic, I read this article about, (laughs) um, you know, like, transferred memory it's not like transferred memories but it's basically like like during the pandemic people were seeing a, a decrease in some degree of efficiency in work and part of that was because in the work environment we and in a lot of different environments we don't remember a certain thing because like oh I don't need to know this because uh-huh. this person knows it and <clears throat> if I ever need to know it I can just ask that person mm-hmm. and the same thing often happens in marriages where I can I will say I don't need to know what the spirit week thing of the day is even though I get the same email that you get mm-hmm. I can just know that I read it, know that you read it and that I can ask you mm-hmm. later. Yeah. In a marriage that's called invisible labor mm. that women do <clears throat> in heterosexual relationships that women do, um, to hold all that information. I think the term that was in this article was a little bit softer than <laughs> invisible labor. Right, right. Um, I mean, I can see how in a work environment that is a little bit more equitable. Um, whereas. Well, it isn't, isn't, because I think there's a lot of times it's like, um, I don't need to know how to fax this thing. No, if you're still out there faxing things. Right. I don't need to know how to use this copy machine. I don't need to know how to do this. You know, there's like a lot of sort of administrative things. I think people pass off on um, some admin staff that Mm -hmm. maybe. So in this situation, I'm the admin staff. (laughs) I mean, I would say executive assistant. It's so painful because it's so fucking true, folks. It's so true. Which we should acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is... The elephant, the literal elephant (laughs) that we have in this room. (laughs) I wish. Um, Not really. Elephants deserve to be in their natural habitat. Yes, correct. I don't think an elephant could fit in our house. Um, Correct. Um, We went to couples therapy today. So if you're... We're not going to get into the details of it, of course. At least not Confidential, yet. Confidential, folks. Confidential. Um, but we did really get in there and mix it up today. So if you're noticing any... I think you might notice maybe some agitation, but then also some like fondness for one another, which I think 
couples therapy is one to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is this a se- is this a segue? Are you making a segue? I wasn't trying to, but what seems like it could be a good okay. segue. In what way? Well, into your article this week. Okay, you read it. I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and I think that it, um, you know, really I think spoke to a lot of concerns that I have as you know a non-mental health professional in being in a therapeutic relationship and being like it's like it's like you know us magazine where it's like there are people just like us (laughs) (laughs) they take out the trash your therapist goes to trader joe's too just like you right it's like you know like oh you have the same concerns that you're like is this like you know, I do have to, this person is perfect and uh-huh. I need, I mean, I don't want them to not think that I'm perfect too, or like mm-hmm. they're going, or they to, would never get this because they're, they would never understand this because they're therapists. And so they don't really ever deal with this thing. Right. This has got to be so foreign to them to have any struggles mm-hmm. in interpersonal relationships or just, you know, uncertainty about who they are or what they're doing. It's like, they've already got this shit figured out. That's why I'm coming to you. Right. Which honestly is a concern I have with doing newsletter and doing this podcast. This is a concern I have of like how much is appropriate to share with, you know, if there are any of my clients that are listening, but then also just like to people in general does a therapist have a responsibility to keep and i think the answer is yes and no like keep a certain amount to themselves and not put all their shit out there i mean i feel like it would be different for everybody right like i feel like some maybe some people want to like talk into that void of like the you know like the the Catholic sort of like I'm behind this thing and I'm here to mm. give confession and you know having a blank slate on the other side is this is just like a, a dumping ground. Whereas I think a lot of times when my therapeutic relationship, I'm like, you know, I'm like, how is he responding to this? Oh, did he? Is that a smile? Did he? Oh, mm. Mm, laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. We're doing some. Oh, is there a? Oh, oh, did his, did he furrow his brow? Uh-huh. You know, there is a, I think a, um, it's a little codependent. <clears throat> oh, would you say so? I mean, yeah. somewhat it is like, I, I find myself doing that and I, and I, um, I acknowledge it, you know, I don't necessarily allow that to fully, um, manipulate how you respond, how I respond, but I certainly am aware of it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think especially if there's a strong reaction. There are times when, and you've mentioned this to me before, and I've said it, I felt like my therapist, therapist has, like, shared, like, oh, I got this personal nugget. He probably made a big mistake and let out this thing <laughs> that now I know. <laughs> what, what was an example? Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, oh, you know, he'd talked about his journey through... Um, uh, meditation uh-huh. and talking about the first time that he went, he was just like, I have no patience for this. And, you know, like mm. I, and, and sort of, 
acknowledged his um, um, difficulty with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he brought it up because he sensed that you were struggling with? I mean, I think so. Okay. I mean, and there's been other things here and there that he's, you know, let out. And mm-hmm. I think that it's it, it probably he may be discerning that I am like withholding because I feel, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe I'm putting on, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. putting on the rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's like, it's OK, man, you know, like. Which isn't an interesting thing, because I I wonder about, I was thinking about that, the performance element of what I wrote in my newsletter, Um, which I was wondering about for you, but then I was thinking about how you are in couples therapy, and I feel like you are much less guarded than I would have anticipated. And maybe that's because I'm there and you're like, you know, you can't get away with shit. Maybe in your individual therapy, you feel like you could, but I don't, maybe I don't know how you feel in your body while you're there, but you seem like almost less guarded there in front of this like woman, a professional, (laughs) um, yeah, there are times where you are much less guarded there than you are here, which I guess makes sense, but it's sometimes surprising to me. Hmm. Or do you not feel that? I mean, wouldn't you expect that? I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes. I mean, uh, as a therapist and a person who believes in therapy, yes. But then on another level, no. Hmm. Because there's another person there that, I don't know, I guess I just... I'm surprised. I'm often surprised in a happy way and an impressed way how much you're able to say say things that you know. Oftentimes, I'm hearing for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like I don't know. That's the. Do you feel like you have permission in that space? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's okay. a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, which I think it goes to a lot of what I was talking about in my newsletter this week is just that there is something and I guess that's what I said about my individual therapy that it just there is like a permission slip to say all these things that in the privacy of your own home or in the privacy of your own mind they feel too scary to say and I guess that the same is true for couples therapy for you now if you were to compare them like how you feel an individual versus how you feel in couples do you notice any tangible differences? I, I mean, I think the only the difference is, I think, just because of maybe a bit of my, like, I mean, I think it's, I call it A-type, but a bit of just, like, you know, approval-seeking. I'm like, oh, God, I have to, like, what are we going to talk about? There? Like, you know, there's, like, a... When you go to individual? Individual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a group, I'm like, eh, we'll be able to, we'll fill the gaps. Okay. You know, like, okay. we got things to talk about. You know like, that it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about how you don't need to remember shit because Caitlin will remember. You know I'll talk if you don't talk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is, folks. There it yeah. is. The invisible labor, a.k.a. transferred <clears throat> uh, whatever it was. <laughs> um, okay, that's interesting. That's a thing that my clients, some clients 
say sometimes, which is like they show up and they're like, um, I haven't thought about what I want to talk about today or like, um, which is, I guess for you listener, if you're in therapy or thinking about therapy, that's a very common thing to, you know, well, do you, do you worry about that? Um, I do sometimes, um, it's one of the things that I think I feel less, I I think I notice it sometimes, but I don't feel as anxious about it because of how I approach it with my clients. And I can tell that my therapist is quite similar, which is like, she and I both come from a place of like, okay, yeah, let's like take a second and like settle in and what comes to you. Um, versus what I think would be for me, what wouldn't work if there was somebody was like, well, last time we were talking about this, do you want to talk about that again? And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't like that. Um, I, I need therapy to help me find myself, not in like capital S self, like what's really happening in my body and what's really on my mind, not the things I'm supposed to talk about or the things we talked about last week. I want it to feel like really like it comes from not my thinking mind, but like really mm-hmm. you're smiling at me in a certain way. No, cause I'm just thinking about this because it, you know, it's like, I, I always, um, think think that and and my therapist will start off with we always start off with the meditation and smart it kicks things into gear yeah what did that do for you let's talk about the week and you know by the time we know it it's like okay i went in there with having nothing to say and Mm -hmm. it's like oh wow it's time to cut it off and i'm always like oh man sorry i know you probably had a whole syllabus that you wanted to get to today and he's like we're gonna start tacking these things off yeah and it's just like yeah you know yeah Maybe there's not that. And, uh, That's a really good hack that I think when people are stuck, it's a great place to start. And 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 maybe you're used to it now because you've been seeing Mike for how long? Almost two years. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I guess that's true. Um, maybe you're used to it now, but I find that sometimes there can be like willingness to do meditation and mindfulness in the beginning. But I think sometimes people come in and they're like, we're going to waste time doing that. Like, I just want to get to the, get to the facts, you know, um, which I, I relate to, especially if I have something on my mind, like I might even just say like, I know I probably should do this, but like, I, I gotta get like, maybe just say all the words and then we can do it, which I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could get there with, you know, just kind of a, some bullshit, whatever, or you can, mm-hmm. like, take take some time That's to really, true. like, There's lots of there. routes to get to the same place. Although, yeah, sometimes, like, the, you know, the chiefs get in, and he's like, Mike's like, okay, well, I'm going to pick this meditation for us. And I'm doing it, and then at a certain point, I'm like, wow, this is a really long meditation. Really? He's he's just filling time right now. Oh my God. That's so funny that you say that because sometimes I panic about that when I'm doing a meditation with somebody where I'm like, oh my God, it's been like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's kind of like the substitute teacher where they just play like the the movie in the class and you're just like, what the, this is, come on. But I mean, it, 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 it it isn't ultimately that. I mean, it's so, so impactful and such a jumpstart, but it's like, I can't help but like have that 
thought creep in that I'm just like, oh god, no, I, that's gonna be on my mind. It's, 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 it's me. I'm yeah. the guy that's like, yeah, looking at you know trying to buy. You know, a can of Canelli beans, and I'm like, mm, this one's dollar forty nine. This one's ninety nine cents. What's the difference? Oh, we got dollar twenty nine over here. And like, I'll is that spend- how you say that type of bean? Canelli. Canelli. Can Canelli? I feel like there's like way more consonants and vowels. Canelli. I'm gonna look it up. Canelli. Canelli. Beans. Maybe is that? Did I just create a content warning? Because I kind of did a Italian. I can take it out. Okay. No, it's Canellini. What did you say? I said Canelli. Canellini. What say? Say what you said again. Canellis. Canelli. No, there. There's another N I. I think it's Canel. Canellini. I feel like we might be saying the same thing, but not. Anyway. Um, Okay, well, that's useful. Um, yeah, not useful because now I'm going to be paranoid about that. Um, what? Yeah, so John refused to tell me what he thought about my newsletter when I asked him if he read it. Can't waste content. Can't yeah. waste content. Uh, and I was very um, <clears throat> annoyed by that. Um, Let's sit with that feeling for a minute. Can we sit with it? Yeah. Do you do you have any guesses as to why that would be frustrating for yeah, me? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's hear them. So my guess is that you put a lot of time and effort into this, and you're genuinely curious about, you know, how I what I felt about it, and I can absolutely appreciate that. The truth is, I just read it, you know. So like, I don't know that I had any fully formed beans on what the deal is. I mean, I was just, you know, oh, well, uh, I don't really know. You know, let me, let me, let's do some, take some time to process, but I think ultimately my processing is, is that I think it's a very valuable reminder to people that um, like I said, I mean, you know, not to retread this analogy, but like the Us Weekly, like mm. sort of insight into this that it's like like I think anybody is like am I doing this right like is this am I therapying right or am mm-hmm. I is this man am I I'm probably the worst client in the world yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting um yeah I mean You know, you said that you couldn't tell me this morning because you were going to bring it up on here and that you had some notes about it. I don't think I said I had notes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just thought you would have taken some notes. It's just like, this is the part where it's like, like the group project thing, like, where you were like. I don't need to take notes because Caitlin will have it all figured out. And I'm sorry. I thought that the the whole thing about this podcast was even in your preamble. Okay. Which subtle dig on me where you it's like, you know, I talk with my husband about last the, the newsletter. Maybe he's read it. Maybe he hasn't read it. 
you know, so I mean, I thought that was the whole the whole shtick. I see. Okay. Well, I said if he happened to have read it, what he thought about if it. If he happened, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not going to assume. Um, okay. So for those who didn't read it, um, this week I wrote about the 10 things that I've learned in my own therapy across the many years. I think the first time I went, I was a sophomore in college. So that would have been, I would have been 19 and I'm 35 now. Fast math. So that's 16 years. 116 years. 16 years, right? Um, and I just chat about a few things. And so across those 16 years, I've seen, I think nine different therapists, most of them individual cup. We've seen two couples therapists, right? One in Chicago, one here. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any other ones, right? Yeah, that is. So that is, um, a, a good thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. Making a note, continue your thought. Okay. Okay. You can go. How does one break up with a therapist? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, what's the reason for the breakup? I don't know. You're just not feeling like growth or you're just not feeling, you don't know if it's working or. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I've done this a few times, obviously. I think if it's for like kind of benign reasons, like just not feeling like it's a good fit or feeling weird. In my case, there was, I've obviously ended a lot of therapeutic relationships. Some of them were, I was moving. Um, the most recent one before the one I'm seeing now, Oh, we had worked together for a while and then we took a little bit of a break and then I reached back out, I think twice and I never heard back. And I was like, I feel like that's kind of, Oh, so she kind of, ghosted me yeah and to be fair i wasn't like i wasn't making a really formal request i was just like hey it's been a while i mean i guess i did make a formal request but i was like hey it's been a while like i was curious about starting back up and is she alive i did have that thought um but i know someone else who has seen her and so i assume they would tell me if she had passed um does that person know that she saw you <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, Isn't that like a no-no? Or you told that person and... No, I, like, yeah, oh. no, no. She, the therapist didn't tell this other person. Oh, I okay. told... I was going to say, probably it's a good out for you. Right, right, right. So that, that one ended because she never got back to me. And I was ready. I was starting to feel like... You know, when I start to take really long breaks, like we were meeting like once a month or here or there or like... It wasn't like, and then she had to take some time off for like a surgery or something. And I wasn't like rushing back into schedule, which is always telling. Um, and I really enjoyed working with her, but I think she, as I wrote in my article, I had a little bit of transference with her. She's not my mom's age, but she's like between the generation of like my mom and me. So she's kind of like that in between Um, and I was starting to have like, I could just feel myself kind of holding back, which if she had emailed me back and we would have restarted, I probably would have this, the, 
I think the ideal route route route. <laughs> Which one's right? <laughs> what did you say? Route. Route or route? But I mean, I think it's route or route. You just said wrote. (laughs) (laughs) But which one's right? The ideal route or route? Well, I think... um, Either. I think you can do either of those. The first one you did. Route. I don't don't know what... uh, What that is. Yeah. Um, I think ideally, you know, what I would want a client to do would be to talk to me about it. And I have. I have had clients say, like things are feeling weird or I'm noticing myself being performative in here or, you know, like that's kind of ideal. I've also had clients just never like, like cancel all their sessions and never come back. Like that also happens. Um, so both happen. I think ideally if you feel safe enough, there can be a lot of usefulness in saying like, this is feeling weird. And most therapists, well, how do I say this? All therapists should be ready for that conversation. I can't guarantee that all will, but, you know, that's something that you're typically trained in in your program is to talk about, like, because the therapeutic relationship is part of therapy's progress, I think. Um, And so ideally with this woman that I never heard back from, um, I would say, you know, like, you know, I know it's been a while and I kind of dropped off and I think I've been noticing like some stuff coming up with us and I find finding myself like, you know, wanting, saying what I think you want me to say and things like that. Um, and so, but she never got back to me, so that didn't happen. Mm. But the one that I did formally break up with, I did very purposefully, um, I had been seeing her while I was pregnant and, um, you know, it was one of those ones where I kind of knew from the beginning that I wasn't feeling that kind of like immediate comfort, but I wanted to give it a shot and like being pregnant, like I really wanted to have a therapist throughout pregnancy and into postpartum. I just sensed that, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable right away. And there's been of the you know, I think six individual ones I've had half of them. I felt pretty comfortable right away. And then half of them, I was kind of like, what's happening here? Um, and so I I can't even remember how many times I met with her. I want to say it was less than 10, but that might be wrong. Yeah. I just felt very much like I was going through the emotions. I wasn't feeling like emotionally connected. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't there. And I think this is the thing that can feel, it's kind of like dating. I mean, it's like you can really like someone can be like non-offensive, but it doesn't mean you've like continue dating them. And then there are people where you go on dates, kind of like how we felt, or at least I felt with you, where I felt like immediately comfortable. I wasn't as I often say about our first date, what felt so different was that I wasn't talking about myself anymore. I was being myself Mm. and that felt really fucking different than all the dates I had gone on where I was like, I'm a therapist. I do this. I do this. You know, like my family is this blah, 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 past relationships and just feeling like, you know, an interview process versus, really 
being myself. And so I think it feels very similar in therapy, which can be very frustrating for people where it's like, this person's not terrible. They're not horrible, but I don't know that I feel like I can be really vulnerable with them. And how important is that? Like how many sessions do I give it? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you've had that now that you've had a couple, cause how many individual therapists have you had? Three, three. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, and that's how I felt about my second one who I don't even know if I, I don't even think we like broke up. I think I was just like, kind of didn't schedule. I was like, Oh yeah, I can't do next week. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll figure out, I got to look at my calendar. I got to figure this out. <laughs> I'll get back to you. And you know, and then I think he didn't reach back out either. And I think it was just, that was very much a mutual breakup. Yeah. It was a mutual breakup. <clears throat> you know, like is there, you know, I could kind of, it just didn't feel like it was a good fit. Uh-huh. And, um, and it was very like structured, right? Like you're doing a lot of worksheets, you know, CBT, w- which you thought you were going to like. I thought I was going to like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love a worksheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did not like a worksheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, yeah, it, it, it was like, you know, like, oh, it's very like, you know, he's really very much like, okay, we do CBT. We do work here. <laughs> We don't ask questions. We get to answers. <laughs> it's very much like, a, like, oh, shit, okay. okay. Yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Love uh-huh. to hear it. Let's do it. Uh-huh. What and the then, fuck is wrong with me? Tell me like, the answers. Yeah, and immediately first, he's like, here are all your, all your problems. You're this. You're that. you got to stop doing this. you got to stop doing that. It's like, okay, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. So basically I'm awful? Yeah, you're awful. Like that was okay. sort of the – that's, that's an exaggeration. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, that was sort of, like, where it went to. But he did, you know, I think when we went in that relationship, we we broke out of the worksheets and we had some stuff. Like, I remember, God, I can't remember. There was one conversation that we had that was really, like, you know, stimulating that was beyond this sort of structured worksheet framework uh-huh. where it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's really this. Uh, if we could do more of whatever that we just did with that, uh-huh. I would feel better about this. Mm. Um, did you say that to him? No, no. Oh God, no. God, no. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then just that, that was sort of, I, I guess it was a, Mutual ghosting. Okay. Okay. But then with your current therapist and then with your first therapist, it seemed like you felt pretty comfortable pretty fast. Now with the first one, it's always different because it's the, your first experience. That's my first. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It's my first. Oh my God. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was definitely a very unlocking of this new right thing. And then, yeah. And then, you know, it was, I think Mike is is more similar to um, April's sort of mm-hmm. mind body connection. She mm-hmm. was an IFS, but you know, I think she, looking back, kind of pulled a lot of that stuff. And okay, so okay. There was you know a good amount of some sort of uh, relation between there that was mm-hmm. connective tissue. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. A similar feel. I think circling back to how do you break up? I think ideally you say something, 
Um, see something, say something. If you see something, say something. I think if that feels completely unavailable to you, like, I think just... Like, are there, like, immediate red flags where you're, like... You know, like, you know, maybe not red flags, but, like, if this is happening in your therapeutic relationship, this might mean you should break up. I mean, there are some obvious ones, like, like physical boundaries being crossed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's obvious. Um, I mean, I think for me, both as a therapist and and as a client, and in other relationships, I think this is a good rule of thumb, <clears throat> which is, this is reminding me that I need to put a disclaimer at this, which is, this is not mental health advice. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just my perspective <clears throat> is that the red flag is not the thing happening. It is what happens when you bring up the thing to the person. Okay. So like today, our couples therapist made a comment to me that was upsetting and I don't think that that comment alone means that we should break up with her but if I chose to say something to her and she responded incredibly defensively or downplayed it or that to me would be a sign that I need to think like more deeply and and I think I think that's true in other relationships, right? Like if somebody fucks up, that's just a sign that they're human. But if you go to them vulnerably and say, Hey, this thing really hurt me. Um, and I know you probably didn't mean anything by it, which is kind of how I feel today about what the couple's therapist said. Like, I think she thought she was giving me a compliment. Um, but it was upsetting. And, you know, I think it's really about how the person responds when you demonstrate vulnerability and just express like, Hey, this kind of hurt me. Um, and that has also been my experience being the therapist of like, there are times where clients will say like, I didn't love that you said that. Or like, I felt kind of weird after last week or, um, you know, you were kind of pushing this thing and like, you know, and I think, being able to talk through that and be non-defensive and really listen, um, I think is really strengthening of the relationship. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, what I, what came to my mind was like, um, Like, oh, if I don't feel comfortable with this person after, like, three visits, does that mean I should break up? But it's almost like, I mean, I don't know. Should you almost be a little bit uncomfortable? Like, is that, you know, the seed through which growth comes? You know, is like, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, I think discomfort is a huge part of therapy being effective. Mm-hmm. I think what's different is <clears throat> it's one thing to be like you're in a session and you're talking about things and you're noticing like, Oh my God, I'm like feeling really anxious as we start getting closer to this thing. Like that I think is very like appropriate part of the work. If the anxiety is about the person, like I don't feel comfortable sharing this with them or I feel like they're judging me or, 
I feel like I'm performing. I think then I personally would, if I felt brave enough, if I was in self enough to say, you know, I'm noticing that I want to say this, which I love when clients do where they'll say like, I want to say yes, but really I'm hearing a no. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is like the part that wants to say yes is a part. The part that wants to play along, the part that wants to say, you know, the right thing, that's typically a part. But then the thing that says like, I can't go there yet. Like <clears throat> that's another part that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think discomfort, at least for me, as a therapist and a client is a huge, 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 huge part of therapy. Um, but what's different and what you're asking about, I think is about the therapist and how to know. And I would just say like, I'm noticing that I want to be good at therapy or I'm noticing that I want you to think that I'm smart or I'm noticing that I want you to think that I have this all figured out or I'm noticing that like, and the tricky thing about therapy is that sometimes it's like, I'm noticing that maybe you want me to say a thing, that a thing feels a certain way or that I'm not angry about this or that I'm feeling compassion towards this person when really I just fucking hate them. Mm. Um, Like I think there's some of that sometimes or like I'm feeling like you want me to go deeper and I don't want to go deep. I'm feeling like you want me to cry. I'm feeling like you want me to, I think that can come up sometimes. Um, And I think if you can say it to your therapist, and they can receive it and respect like that, I think is huge. I wish I could guarantee that every therapist is good at that. I can't. Um, but therapists, most therapists have been trained in responding to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if you can, I mean, from, I feel like if you can say that and, and your therapist can respond in a positive way, I mean, that might be like, <laughs> I mean, that might actually be a good therapeutic relationship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> right. And that might be healing too, like mm-hmm. to have someone, cause I think the thing that I often think about is as much as you might not want this to be true, the therapeutic relationship emulates a parent child relationship in a lot of ways. And how many of us had parents that were good at apologizing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that I think parents of previous generations were taught or encouraged to do. I think admitting defeat was not something that was part of parenting. Whereas I think now we know enough to know that like kids aren't going to lose all respect for you. If you say like, you know, I mean, how many times did we apologize to Archie tonight? Like, yeah, sometimes unwarranted. If we're going to be honest, <laughs> I mean, there's a few times where, yeah, I don't know that I did anything wrong in that situation. But that's where you're. That's where you're. That's where you're wrong. Is that it's not about being wrong. It's about having affected someone in a certain way mm-hmm. and them needing to feel like you see that and you take accountability for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if he's talking gibberish, you know, being able to say, yeah, I mean, he blames us for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, his new thing now is like he'll hurt himself in some way. Like the other day, he like bent down to get something out of his toy chest and like whacked his head and we're like feet away and he'll look back at us and be like you see 
you see what you did? <laughs> it's like, what did we do? I mean, I guess we had you. Like, maybe that's the, like, original sin here. Mm-hmm. He's like, you put me in this prison. You put me in this well, prison. This clumsy <laughs> prison where all I can do is bang and thrash and hurt myself. <laughs> Give me the tools. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's in his bed. It's concerning. Um... Okay, let me flip through my notes here. Okay, uh, next thing that I had written down oh, here. Okay, let's hear it. Um, how does one uh, go about choosing a therapist? Really curious about that. I feel like you're pandering. Well, I mean, a bit, you know, like I know. How did I go about choosing a therapist? So. I don't remember how I chose, how I got to April. Um, I think my therapist gave you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they worked together at one point. Uh Uh-huh. And then um, CBT guy, I think, was... um, Psych Today. Psych Today. Mm -hmm. Took my insurance. You know, I think his, his blurb was like, you know... Get, you know, like I said, like, get to the answers. Mike? How did you find Mike? I think it was all, but you had suggested an IFS therapist, and I then hopped on the old site today. Yeah, I was so tired of your fucking shit. I was like, if you don't see a therapist that you actually, and this is, like, an important thing to our conversation before about, like, how do you know if it's a right fit? And I think, you know. It was clear that you were going through the motions with this second person and, um, and like, I'm kidding about like being tired of your shit. I think really I was like, you, I know how much I've watched you, I don't know how else to put this other than like your willingness to go there and to be more vulnerable and like increase your emotional intelligence throughout the time that I've known you is, is immense. And I think you're really capable of doing this like kind of deeper work. I've seen you talk in a way where it's like, I know there's like this awareness that you just need somebody to like kind of give you permission going back to what we talked about earlier. Like, I think I knew in the right relationship, a bunch of stuff would get unlocked in a wrong relationship. You keep yourself busy (laughs) and that's fine. It's not worksheets, worksheets. Um, but I just like, I could tell that you needed not so that you would change, not so that you'd be corrected, but that you could relate to yourself differently. Like that was the thing that was like, I was pleading and hoping for. Um, and I think you seem to really enjoy IFS and this therapist that you're with right now. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm new in mine with my lady who's also named Caitlin. Um, Mm. I think we've only been meeting, like a couple months and I don't see her every week. So it's new. Um, but she's a contemporary, which is interesting. Is Mike older than you? You think? Hmm. Me, me thinks yes. Um, but not sure. 
Not sure. I mean, it's kind of like an amorphous age that men have, I think, between <laughs> 35 and I want to say 50. You know, there's like some people who can really slip and slide in that. Yeah. Like Telly. Yeah. How old is Telly? Good fucking question. No I mean, idea. he has like teenage kids. Yeah. But I feel like he's had teenage kids for forever. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, he's always, I mean, that was 10 years ago he had teen. Is he 90? I don't know. Oh, he's a good looking 90, I'll tell you what. Oh, man. Yep. Remember when somebody thought I was his wife at that Christmas party? Happiest. It was the best day of my life. I was like, me? <laughs> yeah. I'm Telly's wife. <gasps> yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tally. Oh, what a good day. Tally, tally, tally. But so, I mean. So you don't I think mean, he's 50. You think maybe he's like 45. I don't think he's 50. Okay. We we could, uh, there's, you know, some contemporary pop culture things that we've talked about and shared where it's like, okay, all right, we're on that same. I'd say we're, we're probably, I would say he's. I, I think I don't think he's younger than me. Okay, so you think you're maybe contemporary? Yeah, I think I don't, but I don't think he's fifty. I think we, I think we're in that forty. Okay, you know, gamut. Okay, okay. To say forty-seven. Okay. Yeah. So my current therapist is. I guess I don't know that she's my age, but I suspect we're about the same age, or if maybe she could be a little bit younger than me, maybe. Um. Which is interesting. Um, mm. I think some people have a real preference for that, but um, yeah. And you know, as we get older, the likelihood of having they stay the same age. Okay. All right. All right. All right. It's pretty good when I close my eyes. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Was there anything else from? my newsletter that stood out to you. I talked about the relationship grid, which you didn't mention at all. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought you would find that interesting, the grandiosity and shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was an interesting... It just really had me thinking that of, like, somebody, like, thinking of that. I was like, oh, wow. it's a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terry Real is out there just doing Also, I thought about work. that. What a fucking name. Terry you know? Real. Terrence Real, actually. Terrence Real. Terrence Real. Um, this is middle name like Bob, like Terry B. Real. Let's see. Like actually, actually, I think his middle in, initial up. is B. B. Get out of here. I'm serious. Okay, hold on. Oh, that's he should go with. Um. Does he have a Wikipedia? How I mean, does that's he? That's a name that you're how like. Does he not have a Wikipedia? Destined, you know, for this sort of. Terry Be Real. I feel like his books, hold on. Um, so he has a book. I don't want to talk about it. And then he also has a book called Us. Um, people that read my newsletter are going to be sick of me talking about him, but okay, there's no initial listed um, that Let's I can go. See. I'm going to go with B. It's real. Um, yeah, it's a book. I don't want to talk about it. Overcoming the secret, the secret legacy of male depression. Um, and then he has a book called us and he's the fucking bomb.com. Okay. So your read on that was, that was a lot of work that Terry went into to create the grid. That's what you took from it. 
He do a lot of works. Yeah. He make a lot of words. Okay, great, great, great. I'm no, but I thought it was. I'm you glad know, I spent all that time on that one. It was very. Um, it was a little bit um, uh, heavy. Like for, I wasn't really. Maybe it was just the mindset I was in when I was reading it. I was like, okay, these are okay. I can kind of see how these things and these act, and then you know, I think it, it would involve a deeper dive where I was okay. just more ready and willing to educate myself on it. Wow. And okay. I wasn't, I wasn't just fully in that space. And that's okay. I think it's okay. I think you're. You know, newsletters have a good mix of here's some deep information. If you want it, it's here. Let me just, you know, wet the whistle of it a bit. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get down with it, we can go there. It's there there for you. It's there for you. And I think that that's a really important thing. And, And I may cycle back to that and look into it. I may not. Mm-hmm. But I think it's it's nice to be exposed to that and to have that, you know. And maybe, like, my, for you, just, like, don't just, like, try to bang out my newsletter every week, you know? Like, maybe read it when you're in a place to receive <laughs> fucking, again, the group project situation. I'm going to ask Matt how you are group projects and see what he says. Sapolinsky? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you. So one of the things I talked about in um, number six, as cliche as it may be to cry in therapy, it's kind of important. What's your relationship with crying in therapy? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've uh, um, agitated my, uh, my liquid eye glands <laughs> in uh, many a sessions. Um, not like full out bowling. You're not like sobbing. Yeah. Well, don't say it like that. There's nothing wrong with sobbing in therapy. You're saying it like, oh, no, wussy. Yeah. Um, content warning. Joan yeah. uses wussy in this episode. <laughs> um, but you know, I've definitely welled, dripped, visually had that happen. Uh, choky in the throat voice okay. sort of thing. What you know. stops you from letting yourself really cry wait and do you think it's been visible to him like are we doing mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah okay does he ever say like you know it seems like he just laughs <laughs>, <laughs> okay laughs and points <laughs> and like does like a chicken like cooking and then with it the wing thing um but no, he, I mean, I think that he sort of leans in and reflects that this is something that's really okay. drawing up a lot of emotion for you. And, okay. you know, he's very warm in that regard. But, mm. you know, I also, you know, don't, you know, not un- uncontrollably sobbing or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. But, you know, I definitely get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever can let it rip, I really recommend letting it rip every mm-hmm. once in a while. I just... And I, and to be fair, I had decades where I didn't really cry. Not decades. Decades. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's impossible. I've had years where I'm a little bit more intellectualizing and a little bit more, like, you mm-hmm. know. But when you can get in there and just... 
Yeah, it's it's tough sometimes though because I'm you know it's like in the, in the middle, middle of the, the workday on Thursday. I'm like in my office and I'm just like popping in. I'm like, Mikey, baby, talk to me. <laughs> Mikey, you're on. Yeah, let's what go. You, what do you, you got for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so that's another good part about the meditation to begin it because it's able to really sure. Well, maybe you could have a meditation on me. the way out because I cried today in our session and I felt you know. I felt that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's also like a bit like, how thick are these walls? Oh, right. You're at work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes you do them from here. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's better. That's better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, yes on the cries. Um, Let's just say yes-ish. Do you ever feel, so number nine, talk about talk about it again with someone who isn't my therapist. So I talk a little bit about how I feel like that's really useful for us to notice like, okay, this came up and, um, here's how I think it might be affecting us. And then, but then there are some things that like, I don't always share or historically haven't. Um, how do you notice that kind of for you? things that I don't share with. Well, yeah. Like, do you feel like for the most part you're sharing with me or I know you're not with a friend, although I wish you would, um, sharing with them what you're noticing or is it kind of like, I don't know. I was just curious about what, <laughs> well, I was just thinking because, um, you know, we were on a trip with some people and uh-huh. I, I, I'd brought up to, um, <laughs> the person we were with okay, that, about therapy and the therapeutic model that I was in and that sort of thing. And the response I received was laughter. <laughs> and he said, sorry, I'm just, I, you're being, you know, vulnerable and sharing with me and I'm just laughing. I can't not laugh. Oh, that so you're talking right. about, you know, sharing with friends. Mm. This what, is what, what, do you, what do you think he was laughing about? Was it like, were you talking about parts? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And you need also take an edible. Okay. So okay. I think that was also playing into the. What, 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 at what point did this come up? We were on, we were on our walk, you know. Just the two of you that day? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, they're. Don't, I mean, don't worry. He's not going to listen to this. He only listens to and reads things that make him laugh or make him money. money. Yeah. <laughs> so this ain't going to be it. This ain't it, baby. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, so I think, you know, I, um, For the I'll share with you, but I also, you know, I, one friend okay. who, uh, who I'll share a thing. I learn and he's like, yeah, this is great. Like, I don't even need to go to therapy. I just need to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. <laughs> just dispensing nuggets over here. And so, you know, like I'll, I'll share things like that. And mm-hmm. then that's very ill-advised. Uh, not not for no you I've you disclaimers. no you sharing is fine but just like you know your friend therapy by proxy is not a thing yes correct hmm. correct um <clears throat> so there, there's definitely people that I beyond you that okay. I share with okay mm-hmm. okay do you find for the most part that what you work on in there is something that you feel comfortable sharing at large or are there things I I, I feel that there are things that. I don't need to necessarily disclose to everyone, mm-hmm. but I guess I was just wondering, like, what's the like transfer rate? Um, 
maybe 20, 25%. That you share? That I share outside of there? Uh-huh. I mean, maybe more. I don't know. Okay, okay. So you got some skellies. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be about zero. <laughs> Jesus. I know, I know, I know. It was unhelpful. Uh, um, okay. Well, that's it for, I think, for my newsletter stuff that I went over this week. Um, the Relationship Grid, I definitely recommend Terry Real's stuff if people are listening. Terry, Terry B. Real. Terry B. Real. Um, if you didn't read the newsletter, if there's one thing I recommend to read, it's number two on my list of ten. Um, but I think it's a real banger. John thought it was a real snooze fest, so... <laughs> Um, I guess be ready to consume <laughs> complex thought when you read it, I guess. It'd be nice if you just have like a table where I could skip over sections. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is a thing that I think comes up in our relationship a lot. And you just fucking like slept through it. Anyway. Um, okay. Well, was there anything on your mind from this week that's happened that you wanted to hmm. debrief? I mean, I think that um, the Detroit Lions showed a lot of grit this weekend with two of their offensive stalwarts out. This is out not what this podcast is ever going to be about. We just, like, we could have, like, a, a Lions corner, you know, like a 30-second Detroit Lions corner. If you want that, you're going to have to set up the mics yourself, you son of a So if I set up the mics, I can have Lions corner. Um, if there's enough interest, which the only person that I know that would be interested in that is the one person that we just talked about that won't listen to this podcast. So. Mm, okay. Well, appreciate the comments. If, you, if you're interested in the Lions Corner and talk about all things Lions yeah. the past week. Just let us know. Just let us know. Uh, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you don't have any notes from this week that feel... Mm. We went on a trip. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, yeah, I, I commend us for um, working through what can often be a difficult situation and going on trips with a toddler. Mm-hmm. Toddler. When is he not a toddler anymore? I feel like we're like teenager. Let's go, toddler, baby, toddler, Let's teenager, see. toddler, kid. Year, toddler years. Like, what's the demar? Oh fuck, we're outside of it. It's one to three years. What's he? He's an adult. Okay. Well, I guess he's he's still three. He's three three until Friday. Mm -hmm. For what is a what is a four year old a pain in the ass? What is a four year old called? A preschooler. What? That's dumb. That is dumb. Like he's not called a preschooler <clears throat> in, you know, Europe or. Huh. I don't like that. I'm going to call him a toddler. Um, what if that's his whole issue right now? He's like, I'm not a toddler. I'm a big boy. I know. That's a problem. Um, okay. So you're proud of us for going on this trip. Yeah, I'm proud of us going on this trip, and 
Yeah, we learn every time. I think that would might, might be a, a newsletter I do sometime is like traveling hacks for people, but then also people like traveling with kids. But I think just traveling in general, like it's one of those things where people think it's always fun and easy and anxiety doesn't follow you. And it's like, no, it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really <clears throat> have worked on in couples therapy and in our own, like we've really learned how to travel well together, especially now that we have a family. I think we've always traveled kind of exceptionally well together just as a couple. Um, but then adding in a, a child has made it incredibly well, and I think that we learn how to travel well by learning how to not travel well. <laughs> like, I think that's the other thing is like, what? well, just like we've made a lot of, mistakes. learned a lot of difficult lessons and made a lot of mistakes. Okay. Care, oh. care to share? Well, I think going in without communicating with each other, without talking, without, you know, oh. being present for each other, without showing up for each other. Okay. With, but do you, you feel know, like that existed before we had a kid? No. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were saying we were fine then. Now we're not fine. (laughs) No, I thought you were saying that like we learned that. Like I said, we we traveled really well together before. Oh, I missed that. And you said I was busy thinking about what I was going to (laughs) say. Classic. Um. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, Totally. I mean, I guess I can think of circumstances where that happened a little bit before we had a kid, but it's just like on steroids after you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think that's a difficult, but there are things that you can do. I really have felt a huge difference in huge, huge in how we've talked about how we've talked about it ahead of time, the things that don't like kind of like almost like, um, um, I just read about this. There's like, a um, debrief technique. What is it? <clears throat> Everybody pause. Thank God for editing. Here it is. We're almost done. I see you looking at the clock. Oh, it's called an AAR. Do you know what this is? A-A-R, no. After action review. <clears throat> what went well? What could have gone better? What will I do differently next time? Um, it's like very simple, but I think it's helpful. Like, what do we typically do well? What mm-hmm. could have gone better? And then what are we going to do different next time? Not that this is the format that we've used, but kind of in an informal way it is. Like, you know, and then what do we need more of? And so that might be something that I write about in the future um about because mm-hmm. i think if you go in thinking like i'm not working this is great i'm in a different location everything is fine everything will fundamentally change about the way i think and relate to the people in my life you're gonna be really destroyed um yeah and i think um it's kind of um you know, goes against me and my prep level for this podcast. But, you know, there's the old adage, <laughs> failing to plan is planning to fail. Uh-huh. And there is some, you know, element to that. If you go into this trip thinking, I don't need to think about it. We're just going to, we're going to figure it out. Or uh-huh. we're fine. Which, which 
I think you, I mean, that's why it's taken us an hour and 20 minutes to find any like semblance of a flow today. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Okay. But I think we'll let let the readers, listeners listeners weigh in on that. I think we, and it's okay. I don't mind a little sludging through mud, but I, I feel, and we will wrap this up soon, but I feel like you have a tendency to be like, everything will be fine. And I have a tendency to think everything will go wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes that comes into the plan or you're like for about this, you were like, I was like, should we like have a tentative plan? Or, and you were like, no, let's like just wing it. And I think when we first had Archie and traveling, like you were a little bit like, it'll all be fine. Like, what's the big deal? Which is interesting because we almost didn't go on this trip that we went on this weekend because we've kind of switched positions Mm. where you were like, I don't think we should go. Like, you know, we're having some difficulties with, you know, parenting and, um, and usually that's me being like, God, I don't want to like be having a hard time somewhere else. Like, can't we just stay here? Um, and so it's just interesting. I think you you have a tendency to be like, everything will be fine. And that has, and I'd love that. Like, I think we balance each other out well in that way. Um, because I don't need to think about, I feel like you're staring into the void. Are you still with us? That was really scary. Archie started doing that to me. He, oh, by the way, when I went into the bedroom, did I tell you what he said? I see dead people. Well, close. He said, so he wanted us to move. He has like a toddler bed and he wanted us to, he wants to sleep on the floor. Last night he slept on the fucking wood floor. We have, we have a mattress, everybody. Okay. Um, makes your back strong. Yeah. He pushed his crib aside and slept on the wood floor. Wouldn't even sleep on the rug. And so tonight I said like, listen, if you like sleeping closer to the ground, I can move your toddler bed out of the way and just put your mattress on the ground. He was like, okay. So then I did that. And then he was like having a hard time getting settled. And so I went back in there and he's like, I'm scared. And I said, okay, can you tell me like what you're scared about? And he like pointed up like not in his closet, but like next to his closet. And he's like, there's something up there. And I said, what? And he said, witches. Mm. Yeah, so not dead people, but witches. Witches on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I came in here before bed, and I checked to make sure there weren't any witches here. And he believed you? Um, I don't think he thought there were witches in there. I think it was a stalling technique. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When we were at when we were in Portland this weekend, he kept saying there were like he was worried about spiders. I think maybe maybe Halloween is freaking him out a little bit. That's a possibility. Mm, could be. Um, I remember starting to get scared. Maybe not around this age, but I was a real. I saw the Scream movie way too young. Um, maybe not way too young. Way too young for me. I think it was right when I moved to Oregon. Illinois. So I was like probably in fifth grade. Is that too young? I would have been like ten. That feels young to me to be watching Scream. Hey, I don't know what the level is on that one. I mean, it's R. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. It but I, mean, like... I, don't, I don't think the MPAA is like <laughs> meeting with psychologists. But, um, 
maybe they are. I guess I shouldn't speak out of turn. Um, but it really messed me up. Like, and then I was kind of interested in horror movies after that. But like, I remember seeing like the Mothman prophecies of Richard Gere and that really like freaked me out. Like I, I had a hard time and I don't like horror movies now. I guess I never really liked them, but I saw them too young. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, but I saw, I saw the candy man when I was like fourth grade. Okay. Like that fifth grade. I just, that's something I want to be really mindful of because it's a hard thing and I've seen this over the years with when I worked with kids, I would see a lot of kids that were afraid of the dark or afraid of, you know, sleeping alone. And it's like a very hard thing. I think it, at least I felt I had a hard time working with kids through that. Um, I'm like freaking myself out. Just like even talking about it right now, like the kid, the fifth grader inside of me is like, there's like a skeleton um, stuffed animal that we have in our kitchen that's like looking at me right now and I'm just like talking about it is making me feel oh my god don't anyway um so I think that is all for today I kind of went longer than usual so I can cut out some of the stuff that didn't work yeah man you're already like writing this off as like no just some parts um yeah. I felt like it felt like last time you were like, wow, this is great. We'll just keep this whole thing. I know. I'm, I think I'm just feeling like tired and I think, you know, if I'm honest, I think today's couples therapy session was hard mm-hmm. and I think it's, I think you might feel closer to me <laughs> after that. And I think it's not that I feel more distant from you, but I think I feel it really took a lot out of me. And I think I'm just feeling like depleted. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'll wake up tomorrow and feel more integrated, but it was like, well, I want you to know that I trust and believe that even though you feel those things that you're still here for me and I'm still here for you Yeah, and we're still here for each other yeah, and for sure. And I will continue to be there and show up for you. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, like we talked about my exhaustion right now is I just felt a lot of things and it doesn't mean, like I said, it doesn't mean that I feel distant from you. It just means I feel like, distant from energy because I um, used a lot of it today. The biggie. The biggie. Um, emotional dump. Um, so, which I think is very apropos of what I wrote about this week, which is like, you know, <clears throat> doing the work myself as a therapist. and And I think that is one of the most important things about being in therapy as a therapist, not that I've done it all the time, not that my colleagues are always in therapy, but you can forget what it feels like to do it when you're not in it Mm. and how hard it is. And like what I'm feeling right now, like it was hard in the moment, but that was almost easier than what I'm feeling. I felt the rest of the day, which is like, 
depleted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just takes time to hmm, settle and find a place to go. So, um, but I think after I listen to it, I'll feel more reassured. Um, or just cut this it is over. Cut like, it and scrap I just it. listened to this and it's I wasn't sure if we were done, but now I'm sure that we're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I love you very much. And I like doing this even when I feel I'd rather do this than anything else right now. Me too. Yeah. Um, be original or be jealous. Booge, booge for life. Booge for life. Now I've got bad boys stuck in my head. Don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. What bad boys? The like, um, not the song that you sing, Archie the Cops theme song, but the, um, you know that song, Bad Boys for Life. Formal disclaimer. The information provided on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume on this podcast, this is based solely on your decision. And this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any actions, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. You nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this newsletter and podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing dialoguing or this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. Nothing in dialoguing, the newsletter on Substack, or this podcast is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider.